Welcome to the Balls in the Brain podcast in which we discuss sports with a hand-in-hand conversation between athletes and mental health. Awesome. Welcome, Ty. Uh, Thank you to everyone, first off, who listened to the podcast. Um, I know it's beginning, but we had about 240 views on just our first episode talking about Miles Garrett. I'm now sitting in uh, here with Ty and Hello, he even hello. got a shirt on. I do. <laughs> I had to go get my shirt on. <laughs> oh. But we appreciate all the feedback, all of you guys wanting to hear it, just more conversational, laid back, and we're listening to you guys. And so today's episode, we wanted to talk a lot about anxiety outlets, how that plays into sports, and just give you guys an extra, I don't know, what would you call it? Like an extra hand, someone, something that you can listen to knowing that people out there go through what you go through. Absolutely. Things like that. Absolutely. So how have you been? How's their holiday? How's your holidays, man? The holidays are good. Um, speaking of, you know, anxiety, <laughs> uh, for whatever reason, I think everybody has uh, anxiety around the holidays at times just because of the stresses and the, you know, what we, I guess, put on ourselves, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, holidays were great, man. And I had a wonderful, wonderful Christmas with my wife and kids and, you know, overall wonderful, uh, wonderful season. So and every time I hear Michael Buble, I just start shaking. It's <laughs> beginning to, Oh gosh, gotta get presents. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man. But I, I'm glad you had a great holiday. Um, holidays are just an awesome time to get together with your family and, after all the shopping's done, I think, you know, you have a chance to relax and, you know, some of that anxiety can go away. Yeah, um, absolutely. But today we wanted to talk about sports and how anxiety can be debilitating to the student athlete, not just like in high school, but also in college and pro. And, you know, you actually played a bit of college sports. I did, and yes. That's amazing. Like you played, where did you play again? I played at Snow College, a little junior college here in uh, Utah. Um, you know, I played basketball for two years and football for one um, while I was there and had a wonderful experience. Um, didn't quite end out like I wanted it to, but um, kind of anxiety actually kind of played a part in, in some of that. So um, well, you can beat kinda... me one-on-one any day. So <laughs> so you're still more pro than I'll ever be. Oh, I appreciate that, man. It's... I'm a legend in my own mind. Oh, <laughs> well, there so, you go. <laughs> so, no, I, I had a wonderful time, um, you know, and, and I got to see the difference between, you know, high school and college um, when it came to, you know, sports in general. Um, you know, the pressures of sports, uh, I think, plays a big role in a lot of the athletic um, I guess standard, you know, the pressure of performance, um, allowing ourselves to, you know, we put our bodies through the absolute stress tests. You know, um, I remember waking up, you know, five o'clock in the morning for football lifting and uh, we'd lift for two hours and, you know, we'd get done at, at, at seven. I'd run home, I'd shower, I'd get right, right into class at eight. And then from eight until noon, I was in, in class. I had an hour break for lunch. And then from one o'clock until six o'clock during football season, um, I was at film session, um, and this had, is for college? This is for college. Oh, wow. Um, I was in film session from one to two, and then I was in individual film session from two to three, and then I was in um, I was in team meeting, um, ultimate offensive team meeting um, from three to four, and then from four to six, we were practicing. 
And oh, then, gosh. um, so, and that was every single day. And then on top of that, I also had to keep my grades up and I had a, had a part-time job. Um, I had a wife I was trying to provide. And so I was literally putting myself, um, through this, you know, stress that eventually my, I started to kind of shut down. Um, I wasn't performing on the field. I wasn't performing in the classroom. Um, I wasn't able to get to my job. I mean, my wife literally helped me with my job because I was a janitor at the time, just kind of cleaning an elementary school in the local community. And uh, there were times where my wife actually had to, I was so tired and just mentally done that she actually, <laughs> we needed the money. And so she's like, well, you know, come, I'll come with you. And she did the majority of the work, you know, and it was a, it was a struggle just to survive. Jeez. It was awful, you know, and, and so I actually had to, you know, quit partway through the season. I just, I couldn't do it anymore. And I'm not much of a quitter, but, you know, it wasn't just, you know, the thing is, is sports eventually end, you know, I mean, no one's ever going to play football for the rest of their lives. You know, no one's ever going to play basketball for the rest of their lives. You know, you have some of the greats, you know, that are no longer playing Michael Jordan, Bill Russell, Larry Bird, you know, those guys, eventually it comes to an end. And so for me, was it worth putting my marriage and my mental health on the line to chase a dream that eventually, you know, I mean, a lot of guys do it and I commend them for that. That's incredible. But for me, it wasn't that, you know, that wasn't that thing driving me. Family was a little more important, but I knew if I kept going mentally, it was going to shut me down. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, anxiety, you know, it comes as comes at us in, the worst of ways. And, and sometimes if you like view anxiety as like a person or as like a, a monster, because it is, it can really be that debilitating, you know, it, Hell yeah. <laughs> it can attack the things that mean the most to us, whether it is our sports or our family or our relationships, you know, there's, you were talking to me earlier and I wanted to bring this point up to our listeners, you know, anxiety, there's, there's different types of anxiety, but it all streams from one place and it's not knowing an outcome or you're so uncertain of an outcome that it puts stress. So, yeah. you know, you have anxiety in sports or in your relationship or in your job life. You know, there's different anxieties that come at you, but it's all just streaming or stemming from not knowing a certain outcome. And can you imagine though, like you, you look at, the you got a bunch of teams now playoffs nfl playoffs start today like what what do you think they're doing to you know like you know they're they're laser focused we know they're they're like the highest competitors but you got to think that performance at the highest stage plays into their anxiety <clears throat> absolutely um not only that but i mean college the college playoffs are just, you know, getting ready to wrap up. That's true. You got the you know, NCAA championship yep, right now. So. Yep. It's coming up here shortly. And, you know, I think this is one of the most exciting times of the year for all of us fans, but for the, for the players, I think it's one of the more stressful times. It's exciting, you know, as a player, you know, and, you know, going through the, the, the pregame, um, the pregame ritual. ritual. Yeah. I couldn't think of the word, <laughs> man. I keep doing that. Uh, a, a pregame ritual. I think that's a, a lot of players have those kind of things to kind of keep their anxieties down. You know, I know for me, you know, when I was playing basketball before every game, I would shower, you know, and it was more symbolism of letting all the crap go, um, you know, starting fresh, um, you know, and, and, but I was pretty, 
um, pretty diligent in that ritual. And it was, it was, you know, if you talk to any athlete, they do the exact same thing almost every single game day. You know, they wake up, they do, they have a routine that they constantly go through. And that's just because it's familiar. Your mind is constantly in the same place and it really helps performance, you know, in a good way. Um, but if there's honestly, the hardest thing for me was when I got thrown off my ritual, you know, when I got thrown off of that, it was hard for my, for me to kind of gather myself back. And I think that's what helps a lot of these players nowadays is they have these rituals, they have the things that they need, but ultimately, you know, they have to master their mind before they get to that point. Oh yeah. You know, any athlete, you know, you look through, I look at the most successful athletes compared to athletes that could have been. And honestly, when it comes down to it is they've mastered their mind. They've mastered the the discipline. They've mastered being able to, um, stop themselves from eating in that extra piece of pizza or, you know, working out that extra 20 minutes, you know, my, my high school and college basketball coaches are always like the difference between a successful player and a non-successful player is inches. And so when we would condition those players that wouldn't touch the line, when we were conditioning, you know, he would always correlate that mental toughness. Are you willing to go that extra couple inches to do it right? And, and, you know, and that's the thing, like, I think that's what kind of plays into a little bit of anxiety. You know, you're pushing yourself further. But if you can master your mind, man, incredible things are always going to happen. Oh, 100%. And that's what, you know, the whole purpose of the discussion is today is like to find those outlets. You know, I'm not, I am a Patriots fan. I'm not being biased, but, Boom. you know, Tom Brady. Good heck. No, 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 no. Tom Brady is probably. The reason he's been able to play as long as he had at his level, you know, six rings, you know, he won the last Super Bowl past the age of 40, which is, you know, nuts. And the rituals that he does, you know, I we talked a little bit about it where DeMar DeRozan said, you know, he suffers from depression and money doesn't buy everything. And, you know, he's a multimillionaire, one of the best shooting guards in the league. But you look at it and, you know, Tom Brady makes, oh, goodness, millions and millions and millions of dollars every single day. And he still finds a way to, like, perform. But you got to wonder, like, does he struggle with anxiety? And, And you brought that up, that everybody has a little bit of anxiety in them. It's just how people deal with it. So I think one of the most effective outlets for athletes is a ritual, you know, to continue to, um, I don't know what's the right word, continue to just like stay in a good habit of absolutely. Yeah. Like those types of things. And yeah, not allowing yourself to get sidetracked from what you know works, you know? Yeah, exactly. But the other thing I want to tell you, like when I was most successful in my sports is I had a positive mentor, um, that helped me through, times of struggle you know because even it doesn't matter even tom brady he's had bad games you know he's had bad games i i look at i hate tom brady i will tell you that right now i think he's a great quarterback but (laughs) i don't know something about his face i guess (laughs) i'm just kidding um i look at that the the super bowl when he was playing in the atlanta against atlanta falcons and he threw that pick six like you know right right after the halftime and they were down what was it like 26 28 to to three yeah 28 three and um, they came back and won. You know, what does it take for One a player? One of the greatest days of my life. <laughs> what does it take for a player like that to overcome that kind of a deficit? What does it got to be going through his mind? You know what I mean? And not only that, 
But like, yeah, he had to perform, but every single player on his team had to perform. And, and like, they all stepped up. Like, I don't like, I'm not a Patriots fan, but I will tell you that was one of the greatest comeback games I've ever seen in my entire life. And I, I got to give credit where credit's due, you know. Dude, they put even me as a fan through anxiety. <laughs> I mean, that's the purpose of pro sports Absolutely. is to entertain the fans. But Absolutely. That is a great point. You, you think of what was going through their minds and being able to pull together as a team. Oh, man, it still gives me chills because I was – funny story. I was sitting with a bunch of friends, Super Bowl party. Uh, Falcons score the first touchdown, you know, I'm like, okay, whatever. They score another touchdown. They go up a field goal and slowly and slowly, eventually I like made my way in between a big old like lazy chair and the wall because I was the only, like one of the only Patriots fans there. And I was just so ashamed and I'm sitting there still watching the game. And then like out of the halftime, you know, they start coming back and eventually like, I'm almost like people had to tell me like to stand away from the TV because I'm so excited. And my anxiety is like so high that like, what's going to happen? You know, like they just pulled all this comeback, like this huge comeback off and, you know, James White rushed it in. For that touchdown, people still say like, "Oh, he was down," but I still—if he was down, it was only—it was first down. He would have gotten it on the next play, and Patriots would have won. So it's—I mean, we never can know. But yeah, Patriots fans, huh? Right? Oh, I know, right? <laughs> you know, I, I kind of want to go back to having a positive mentor. You know? Oh, exactly. Yeah. I think I think the biggest thing is is like with with people who suffer from anxiety, if they don't have an outlet, whether that's somebody to talk to, whether that's music. Working out, you know, athletes obviously work out all the time and there's still that anxiety. And for me, when it really helped is having a positive mentor that I could go to and trust with my feelings and emotions. And he would able to, to guide me through those things. You know, if I had a bad game, um, you know, I could go to him and say, you know, what was it about that game? And, and I remember a specific uh, situation. I was, I was in, in a basketball game and um, I was just feeling off. And after the game, after the game, I went up to my coach, you know, and, and I felt so poorly about my performance. I literally had tears in my eyes. And I said, Coach, I am so sorry. I, I played awful. And he started laughing at me. Then I was like, what is so funny? Like, I'm sitting here like, really? And he said, "You, what is awful in your mind? And I was just like, well, I just didn't play as good as I normally do, you know. And he goes, you had more rebounds than you've ever had your entire career. Yeah, your points weren't where they normally are. But you had more rebounds, and 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 he said you're being so hard on yourself. Knock it off, and it kind of snapped me out of my victim stance and and feeling sorry for myself. And yeah, we lost that game by a buzzer beater, and I felt like I could have done more. I could have scored more. I could have defended better. And he just told me he's like, you know, Ty, it's a, it's a team sport. He's like, but at the end of the day, he's like, you played great. You're being so hard on yourself. Relax a little bit and let yourself be human. And that is when it turned like my 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 career kind of turned for me and um, I was able to finish and that was actually in high school and I was able to finish, um, you know, my, my senior year with my brothers and, and uh, we had a phenomenal end to the season and, and we were able to um, do some awesome things. And, you know, I, I think that's the biggest thing was like after being, you know, kind of just called out, I kind of snapped out of my own little headspace. I think so many times, you know, athletes are so caught up in themselves and, and they put pressures on themselves. They have expectations for themselves. 
and not only themselves, but the community, they feel like everyone's looking at them and they have to perform a certain way. And like NFL players, college players, they've got fan bases and, you know, coaches that they have to impress. And absolutely, there's going to be some pressures and some anxieties there. But I think if they have a positive way of, you know, talking to a coach or a mentor or a life coach or, you know, a therapist, I truly think that a lot of anxieties and mental health issues that we suffer from will go away. I just think sometimes so many times people just keep everything inside because they don't want to be vulnerable. Oh, hundred percent. And, you know, to everyone listening, you know, this goes far beyond an athlete, you know, this goes. Absolutely. You know, there's, there's people who, you know, go to work not knowing if their job performance is meeting you know, there's the, the work standards and then it gives them anxiety. You know, I think I would agree with you most that the thing that's helped me with my anxiety is having like a positive role model, someone who can absolutely yep. help me with that. And, you know, there's so many different out, outlets that like help people cope with what they're going through that it's hard to like pin down exactly what is the cure for anxiety? Cause I think it's just part of what, you know, makes the world go around in a way, you know, there's people would say anxiety is unhealthy and it is like to an extent, it definitely can be if you allow it to be, but something that you know, <coughs> for those who are listening, Ty and I both work in mental health, uh, working with adolescents who are coming out of drug addiction, behavior issues, and something we always tell them is uh, there's no growth in the comfort zone and there's no comfort in the growth zone. And sometimes that anxiety is what will help us take a, take a next step, but there's always healthy ways to, to cope with it. And whether it's through a positive role model, whether it's through, maybe it is through sports, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's like just, going out into the mountains camping and, and oh. screaming your your lungs Absolutely. out when no one's around well careful not doing that to next too too close to a campground <laughs> oh yeah they probably <laughs> don't scream too loud uh one thing i found is, is pretty successful too and, and that's helped me a lot is reading uh positive self-motivation books you know books oh, that books that um you know right now i'm leading or i'm reading a book about um leadership that i was given um for christmas um and I, i'm loving it by Brene brown um, Dare to Lead is what it's called. If any of you want a good book about leadership and you haven't read that book, Dare to Lead by Brene Brown, wonderful book. Um, I just, you know, I think the biggest thing is I think the more we fill our mind with positive motivational things, the the less, you know, we're going to be afraid of things. Anxi anxiety can cause us, like you said, to to push to that next phase and that next level in our lives, like starting a business or getting back into shape. Or just the feeling of unknown traveling. I love traveling to new places because it's nerve-wracking, but it's an experience, and I can't wait to, you know. But some people, it would shut them down. Well, I can't go anywhere else because that makes me nervous. And I think a lot of this is how you look at it. Um, as Caleb mentioned, you know, one thing that we do do is work with our adolescent youth, which you know he and I love, love it. Um, but we have the boys read a positive book called The Seven Habits for Highly Effective Teens. And in that book, it teaches them how to be proactive. It teaches them how to begin with the end in mind. It teaches them how to put first things first and think win-win. And it teaches them how to you know, seek first to understand, then to be understood and synergize with other people. And then sharpen the saw, which means like take time for yourself, have some self-care. 
I, I truly think that's another book. If y'all want to read a book, highly effective, oh, yeah. you know, seven habits for highly effective teens has helped me more as an adult than, than most any book I've ever read. And so I just think allowing ourselves to be open to new ideas, new possibilities, you know, just like you said, if you want to get comfortable and you know, you're going to have mental health issues cause you're going to feel like as a human, you're supposed to grow. Like we're not supposed to stay stagnant. We're not. And, and when we stay stagnant, we either move forward or we move backward. We never stay the same. And, and that's the thing is I think um, as we continue to grow as humans, as our culture continues to grow, you know, as the world continues to progress and evolve, like we as humans need to move with it. We don't need to be of it, but we need to move with it and uh, not get left behind. You know, I oh, think yeah. that's a huge, huge thing. So, you know, I think, you know, going back to, you know, just anxiety in general, um, it can be debilitating. It truly can. I've allowed it to, to debilitate me in, in my dreams. You know, I've got all these dreams and ideas of that I, what I want to do and become, and I've allowed it to stop me from doing the things I love most. And it's not because I don't think I can do it, but it's because I'm like, well, how do I start? Where do I start? Uh, who do I talk to? Instead of just doing it and calling somebody and doing it that way, I've allowed myself to, well, I don't know this person, so I better not. You know, And, and so it's been a huge battle for me personally oh i agree you know this podcast is something i've thought about for you know months and months and months and then finally you know i came into your office and just had a like like let's do it let's just record an episode and you know we talked about an issue that had just happened the other night with miles garrett and you know got such a positive response from all of our listeners that it it's motivating, you know, it's absolutely, it's motivating to go out and actually just, you know, share our opinions and things we've learned and working in the mental health field, but also you and I both being athletes and correlating it. And again, I want to reiterate that this, this is to anyone beyond athletes, those who are going into job, those who are, you know, recently married and starting a family, you know, there's so many ways that, you know, you can find to, to mellow your anxiety and and most of it comes from just like your choice to 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 act and to to go out and like find new opportunities like you were saying you know reading books um reading articles about other people's experiences dealing with anxiety and and i think the most important thing is you know just reaching out you know there's there is an opportunity to like feel comfort and love from the people yeah. who care about you the most. And then do take time to yourself. Absolutely. Like the seven habits, sharpen the saw, you know, just take time to yourself to, to think things through, you know, um, that's, uh, that's pretty much like what we got for you. But I definitely want to hear your guys's like experiences with dealing with anxiety, your, your stories, your opportunities that you found that have helped you grow as a person and helped you mellow the things that have been debilitating to you. Um, episode two of the Balls in the Brain podcast. Ty, what are your final thoughts? At the end of the day, I just want everyone to understand to be patient with yourself and allow yourself to be human. But also don't beat yourself up to the point where you feel like you aren't worth anything. You know, anxiety can also do that to you. Be patient with yourself. Allow yourself to grow. Don't be afraid of trying new things. Get out in the world. Go experience amazing opportunities and love yourselves. Support. Episode two of the Balls in the Brain podcast. 
hopefully we can get some more guests on pretty soon. I love all of your guys' comments, all of your responses. Thank you guys, and we'll see you next time. Absolutely. Thank you.